Hi, today we will continue and end our podcast on the letter of 1 Timothy. In reading this epistle, we see in 1 Timothy 1.4 that Paul writes about God's dispensation or economy. And at the end of 1 Timothy in chapter 6, verse 11, Paul uses the expression, But you, O man of God. This book begins with God's economy or dispensation and concludes with the charge to a man of God. In a brief way, we may say that God's desire is to produce men of God by dispensing himself into those who believe into Christ. A man of God is one who partakes of God's life and nature and becomes one with him in his life and nature to express him. So, for today's podcast, I'd like to fellowship on two particular expressions found in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 6, verses 11 and 12, which are centered on God's purpose. One expression is in verse 11, but you, O man of God. And the other expression is in verse 12, fight the good fight of the faith, laid hold on eternal life. So as I mentioned already, the first expression is in 1 Timothy 6.11, and it says, But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and meekness. According to this verse, what does a man of God do? A man of God flees and pursues. All of us believers in Christ have a need to aspire to be real men of God. On the one hand, Paul charges Timothy to flee certain negative things. And on the other hand, he charges him to pursue certain other things. Timothy must flee the negative things previously mentioned in this epistle, but he should pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and meekness. It is significant that Paul does not tell Timothy to pursue power, gifts, miracles, or any theological training. Rather, in using this term, a man of God, Paul brings us back to God's original intention for man. God created man as a vessel in his image so that man can contain God, be filled with God, would be saturated and permeated with God in order to live God and express God. This is God's original intention in creating man, that we would be a man of God. For this reason, Paul told Timothy that a man of God is one who flees and pursues Christ in all these different aspects. If we look in the book of Philippians 3, Paul's aspiration was to know Christ, to gain Christ, to be found in Christ, and to pursue Christ. Here in 1 Timothy, Paul is charging young Timothy to pursue Christ in these many wonderful aspects. In verse 11, the first thing we must pursue is Christ as our righteousness. Righteousness means to be right with God and right with man. In Acts 24, 16, we see Paul's testimony before the Roman governor was that he always exercised himself to have a conscience without offense both toward God and man. This is the way to pursue Christ as our righteousness by taking care of our conscience. 
If we sin, fail, or commit any trespasses, we need to confess our sins to the Lord for the forgiveness of our sins. If we offend anyone, we need to ask for forgiveness, for this keeps our conscience clean and keeps us right with God and right with men. The second thing we must pursue is godliness. Godliness is the expression of God in our daily life. We don't express ourselves, rather we express Christ. In Philippians 1, Paul said that he didn't want to be put to shame in anything, but he wanted to magnify Christ in his body. The way we do this is by being filled with the bountiful supply of the Spirit every day. Every morning we can spend some time with the Lord to get filled with Him. And if we get filled with Him, we will surely express Him. The third thing is faith. Christ is our faith. The way to pursue Christ as our faith is found in Romans 10, 17. Here the Lord says through Paul, Faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So when, so when we're listening to God's word or reading God's word, our listening causes faith to increase within us. Wow. Praise the Lord. Fourth, we need to pursue love. Christ is our love. 2 Corinthians 5.14, Paul said that the love of Christ constrains us. This is a good thing to pray for. Lord, constrain me with your love. I want your love that constrains me to live you and to pursue you. This is to pursue Christ as love. Fifth, we must pursue endurance. If we are pursuing the Lord, we will be mocked and even maybe persecuted. And so we need endurance because the Christian life is a long race. Paul in the book of Hebrews says, Run with endurance the race which is set before us. How do we do this? We do this by looking away to Jesus. So we need to look away from everything in this world, turn our hearts to Him, gaze on Him, and He will infuse us with Himself, and then we will have Him as our endurance to run the race. Finally, the sixth thing we need to pursue is meekness. To enjoy Christ as our meekness within us, we must come to Him. In the Gospels, when people opposed the Lord Jesus, He didn't fight back. He didn't resist, but was at peace. The only way we can have this quality is by coming to Christ to be filled with Him. If we experience all these aspects of Christ, we will be His expression in the universe as His body. So we need to have such aspiration to be a man of God by pursuing Christ in all these attributes. So again, a man of God does what? A man of God flees and pursues, according to 1 Timothy 6.11. The second thing I'd like to point to is in verse 12. And verse uh, 6.12 reads like this. Fight the good fight of the faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were called and have confessed the good confession before many witnesses. What does a man of God do? A man of God fights the good fight of the faith. What does it mean to fight the good fight of the faith? To fight the faith? To fight for the faith means to fight for God's New Testament economy or plan, which is to fight for Christ as the embodiment of God and for the church as the body of Christ. 
How does a man of God fight? We fight by laying hold on eternal life to which we were called and have confessed. The eternal life here is the divine life, the uncreated life of God, which is eternal and which and in which we have been called into the eternal life of God. When we were born, we were born of the human life. But when we were reborn of the divine eternal life, this happened when we were called by God in Christ. So today we must fight the good fight of the faith. This means that we must fight for Christ as the embodiment of God and for the church as the body of Christ. Furthermore, we must not merely fight objectively, but fight subjectively by laying hold on eternal life. We should not do anything apart from this life. Whatever we do or say, we should not do it by the natural life, but by the eternal life. Even in the matter of buying things, we should live according to the eternal life to which we have been called. As today's Timothys, we need to lay hold on eternal life. So, praise the Lord. What is a man of God? A man of God flees and pursues. What does he pursue? He pursues Christ in so many wonderful attributes. What does a man of God do also? A man of God fights the good fight of the faith. How does he fight it? He fights it by laying hold on the eternal life to which we were called and confess. Hope this uh, podcast has been an enjoyment to you as it has to me. Grace to you. Take care.